Hello, you're listening to Mastering Alchemy's Best. These live recorded classes offer tools, tips, and concepts to open possibilities and expand opportunities in your life. Take a moment with us to settle in, reset, and enjoy. It's a very interesting story, but you really got to go and ask a different question at the beginning. Whose story is this? You know, there's a grain of truth in all stories, but there's storytellers and then there's storytellers. So for the most part, when people ask the question about the fall of consciousness, where did they get that question and where are they coming from when they ask that question? And to a great extent, it comes from religions and not good or bad. It just comes from religions. And in a lot of ways, the story is an old story that has a lot of grains of truth to it. But if you think back, religions not only were spiritual providers of information, but religions and the churches, all the churches, were the governments. Everything worked and revolved around the church. So so we have this concept of fall of consciousness story, and it generally comes from a very limited period of time, let's say our last 5,000 years, and it comes out of churches, governments, spiritual teachers, but there's a grain of truth to it. So rather than talking about the the, the bad angel and the, and the wars and the et cetera, I'll give you the story that as I've understood it from the Archangelics. And so Uriel was the first to begin to tell the story. And then Raphael told part of the story and then others told part of the story. And it's a fascinating story. So it goes back to when there was no time and we have to go and go back to the really the beginning and whatever the beginning means to each of us. But what Uriel said is the creator wanted to know itself. And in the process of wanting to know itself, it basically reached into itself and took aspects of its self consciousness and created what was called the creator gods, little g, aspects of itself in the light and basically said, go and create. And so a gazillion beings, a gazillion layers, aspects of consciousness, and there's no time. And so these aspects of consciousness went out and created, they created amazing things. They created universes, they created all kinds of things in the light. And then Uriel said at one point, these great beings basically came back to the creator source of all things and said, we think there must be more. And so at that point, the creator actually gave them more and more of its light. So at the first part, it was aspects of the creator. And so, so for example, I mean, I'm being really silly. Some were plumbers and some were cooks and some were engineers aspects of the creator, they all had aspects. They were not the creator, but they all had the light of the creator. And so 
the creator created more and gave them more. And in the process of giving them more, I'm going to say here, the beginning of free will was created. And so the creator said, go out and create in this light. And one of the things that they wound up doing is they created more creator gods, more creator beings, and they created more creator beings. And it's really very much like families, you know, lineages. But one of the things that occurred is these creator beings pretty much further down the line, not the original ones, got very excited about their creation in light. And they began to create without the light of the creator. Now, there was only light. There's no darkness or anything bad. That doesn't even exist. But they began to create without using the pure light of the creator. And they created remarkable things. And it expanded and it continued and it expanded. And then Uriel said at one point, it began to be noticed that these creations were out there and they were not pure. No, they're not bad. They just were not pure in terms of the spectrum of the creator. It did not have all of the light of the creator. And so that went on and on and on, and it began to be more and more noticeable. Now, one of the things Uriel said is you never take away creation. You never destroy creation, but you have to kind of do something about this direction that was going. And so there was a decision made and basically all the creator gods were told, please continue to create with the creator's light. But if you create with your light, you don't have the access to the creator's light. Well, that created quite a stir in those terms. And, and so virtually all of the beings, the creator gods pulled their attention back in and created their creations in collaboration with the light of the creator, one with the creator. But there were a, a lot of these beings I can't say younger or older, but just you understand it's kind of the lineage that really loved the creations and they were of the light and they were fabulous. Something else came about in this whole process of creation and expansion and evolution and more creation is new beings were created. Well, beings, that's an odd word, new stratas of consciousness that thought for itself. And so we'll call this first grouping the angelics. And the angelic realm was created with a very specific purpose to be the audience of the creator God's creations. Really simple. They were invited to all these creations. Now I'm being simple again. And there was a grand play and they were the audience. There was a grand creation and they began to be the ones that experienced and participated in the creation, the angelic realms. And there were lots of other lineages and expansions of consciousness created and everything went on. But there was a point that something really spectacular happened. It was always spectacular, but this is where I think Raphael basically said, there was a concept that was created 
called physicalness. But you and I understand physicalness. Now, the thing about it is, even today, physicalness is like a single drop of water in the vastness of the universal ocean. Just one drop, one grain of sand is what physicalness is. But to you and I, physicalness is everything. We don't know anything else. And so when they started to play in physicalness, it got really interesting. And so let's just say for the sake of the conversation, they began to create in 12 dimensions. Now, that's not purely correct, but they began to create in such a way that they created at this first level. And what occurred was density. The light began to be compacted into density. And not like rocks or like you and I know density today, in this very light density, the thoughts you think are dense. So it wasn't physical in terms of the tree, the house, the mountain. And it was spectacular. And they then said, can we make it more dense? Can we do more? Now, all the great beings were playing in the game. And a lot of those beings that were still playing and creating and enamored with their own creations were still somewhat creating with their own light and didn't always create with the creator's light. And so they went down another layer. And so let's call those dimensions. And one of the things that happens in a dimension is it's more dense as we're going down and it has different considerations, constructs, aspects of creation within them. So there's always a uniqueness about each one of these dimensions. That process continued on for a long time and then it got more dense and then it got more dense. And one of the things that happened is in that space of creation, you were always creating for something spectacular, something really exciting. It would be like you and I having a skill set, uh, let's say painting or music. And what you would always do is you, you, you would look for the perfectness of the creation and yet fully knowledgeable that there was no perfectness. So you'd create it and it would be like, whoa, that's it. And then you'd tweak it again and you'd go deeper and you'd go deeper. And so as they went deeper and deeper, dropped into the different dimensions, different densities of consciousness, something began to happen. And you could do something and it, you could do your painting and you all of a sudden realize, well, that color isn't right. So you would remove that color and you'd put another color in. You would expand, you would contract, you would do concepts like that. But there was nothing broken. There was nothing bad. There was no destruction of creation. You would just remove something, add something else, and we do that all the time. But then it got to the point where we got down into, let's call it the fifth dimension. And the fifth dimension is very much in a physicalness like the world we live in today. Rocks, trees, mountains, rivers. So that physicalness at that level was being created. And in the fifth dimension, and I'm just putting labels on these because humans love labels in order to make a point. 
in the fifth dimension, what happened is that creative process began to be really remarkable because now you had a whole new physicalness to play in beauty and just remarkable physicalness. But then it got interesting because all those little creations that were created by the creator gods in their own light, they had little wobbles, little uh, channel challenging aspects to them. And they always worked, but they got closer and closer to that fifth dimension and things wouldn't work. So they'd have to constantly be pulling aspects of their creation out and redoing them in another way because they did not have the light of the creator to instantly make them where they wanted them. But the challenge began to happen when we began to play in the fourth dimension, third dimension. And the fourth dimension is not physical. It's a thought realm. And so the thoughts you think begin to be how the creation then goes from thought into physicalness. And so you have an intention and you hold your attention on your intention and that begins to happen. Well, in the fifth dimension, in the deeper part of the fifth dimension, sixth dimension, seventh dimension even, you have a thought and I want an apple and the apple instantly appears in your hand. But the density in that fifth dimension was greater. And so I want the apple and the apple did not immediately appear. So they had to kind of work around it. And this is where thought came into the process. But the challenge was there were wobbles and there were inconsistencies and there were little disruptive vibrations. And so some things didn't work the way they'd worked all along. And when it started to get into that fourth dimensional space, vibrations that we would call doubt, uncertainty, uh, self-judgment began to come into the mix. Things didn't work and nobody knew how to deal with that because that density was that different. But then other vibrations, because there was, they were not created in the light of the creator. So fear, anger, resentment, jealousy, you know, those words, those are all constructs of emotions that are created in the rational mind that don't have the light of the creator to temper them. And so we began to get into this wobbly state. Simultaneously, many of those creations caused challenges for the beings that were playing in the game. And now we're down to a conscious level where we can kind of say physical beings. Many of the Archangelics, many of the great beings, the avatars and others came and started playing the same and they got caught up in the anomalies. They began to be angry. They began to be frustrated. Their creations weren't created. And they had so much of that wobble of thought that they began to be trapped in the third dimensional game. They couldn't come and go as they've always come and gone. And that began to be a problem. And so at this point, Uriel said, the creator gods went back, or no, I'm sorry, the archangelics went back to the creator and in simple terms, asked for a job description change. 
And what they said is this third dimensional experience is not working. And, but you never destroy creation. So there had to be some kind of attention brought into it to unravel it, to get all those beings that were caught up in the game out of the game. And even today, there are many archangelics and great beings that are so consumed with he said, she said, this isn't working. They don't remember themselves. They don't remember themselves. And so who are those beings? Maybe they're you. Maybe they're many of the people walking around. We don't remember ourselves. And so this game began to be uh, more and more fascinating in the process. But the archangelics were granted the opportunity to go and unravel this creation, not destroy it, but unravel it. And the interesting part, they've made five or six attempts at unraveling it. And the attempts have not worked to date. And so they would go about another approach. We call those cataclysms to a great extent. We call those uh, where the, the world goes extinct numbers of times. It wasn't destruction. It was the way that approach didn't work. And so it's interesting because we're now at approach where we have been confronted with that question. Is it going to work this time? Do you want to just scrap the whole game this time and start over? Or do you believe that we can take this to the point of remembering ourselves? So we're at a really interesting place, but back to the, essence of the story. So the fall of consciousness, the churches def defined it in such a way that there had to be something bad about this. Oh, the devil came into the mix, good and bad, right and wrong. And so the whole process of really trying to control, I'd say that nicely, not in a negative way, to manage to get everybody in a direction but in physicalness with the anomalies and the wobbles, the direction was my direction, not your direction. And so more of the same, the duality, the good, the bad, the right, the wrong, the black, the white, them and us. So those rules began to be stronger and stronger in terms of the construct of the game board that we find ourselves today playing on. And it's very interesting how that game board is constructed. But in the pureness of just the conversation, there was no fallen angel. There were no bad angels. All of those great beings that were creating, there was nothing bad about them. They were creating. And it got to the point where that, that concern that something may not fall into place when you don't use the light of the creator in your creations, you may not get the result that you actually want. You may not get the really great creation because you didn't use the creator's light in your own creation. And if you kind of look at that today, where when you align in the heart, when you get really into joy and excitement, see, those are not the wobbles. Those are the light of the creator 
joy, the smile, the beauty, the graciousness, the certainty, the happiness. That's the light of the creator and everything evolves from that space. So this fall of consciousness kind of brought us to this point, this, this game, but there were so many other pieces to the game because in a way there got to be a point where a lot of the beings would come and then they'd go back. They'd come into physicalness and they'd go back into non-physicalness. But in the process of doing it, they began to contaminate many of the places that they would go. And so today there are universes that are locked down. They're third dimensional universes, good and bad, right and wrong. There's a whole level of what the church would call the darkness. The darkness is simply darkness outside the light of the creator. And we get to the point where you see it on the planet Earth. There's so many people that are caught up in the game of anger and resentment and blame and guilt and worry and money that there's no creator in that space they're playing. There's no light in that space they're playing. And they're just like the original creator gods, so enamored with their creation. And that sounds funny here because most of those people would love to get out of the creation, but they're so caught up in their creation, they can only keep repeating their creation. Without the light of the creator, there's no pause that says, I need help. See, that's the place where the higher self will engage. But you have to ask the question from the heart. And so it's a very interesting place that we find ourselves in this game. And the game is changing. Thanks for spending time with us today. You'll find more resources to enjoy and information about our program courses by visiting MasteringAlchemy.com.